0: Hello, and thank you so much for joining me today, because it's me and my book. I'm so excited to introduce Chicken Soup for the Soul, and this one is for stay-at-home moms. I did not know this book even existed, so thank you, Oli's, for that. Three dollars, not bad. I think I'm going to check up on Amazon and see if there's any more of these, but this chapter right here hit home like never before, and it starts off, the title is The Path Not taken. And I want to read to you what she says right here. It was a step forward in the passionate journey and one made possible by it for educated women to say yes to motherhood as a conscious human purpose and not a burden imposed by the flesh. And this is by Betty Friedman. I think that this topic or this subject doesn't get talked about enough. We are supposed to do everything in the book. I feel like there's a set of rules that when you become a mother it goes in a list you know this is what you do first this is what you have to do here this is what you're going to do and most of us have to make a life-changing decision and just like she says she was in college and she dreamed of a beautiful brilliant career she did think about children too but in those thoughts she was kissing them goodbye and headed out the door in a power suit you know i like that phrase right there because quite honestly that was my life when i had my first time i was like no problem i got this i'm gonna come back to work everything's gonna be good little did i know that power suit was more powerful in my head than the actions that i took but she graduated she worked in wall street then she went to law school and in law school big law school she says she had plans, of course, to pay off her student loans before she became before pursuing a career as a criminal prosecutor. But along the way, she met her husband and everything began to change. Of course, she was tired of the long hours. And the way that her life was prioritized so soon after she got married she moved out to the suburbs she quit her job and decided to get a house and settle down and have a baby that is how it goes she would volunteer um, of course as she was pregnant I believe just so that she could still stay in touch with her with her dream and when she became pregnant with her first son I believe that they offered her her dream job, but she had already made a decision to become a stay-at-home mom and be there for her babies. One of her friends, I believe, that was um, either interested in in law school or had some history or background in law school, they decided to take a trip together to the United States Supreme Court. And this is the part that gets me. She was reading the arguments. She knew what was gonna happen. And when she was in court, she was listening to a woman that seemed like she knew what she was doing, and she realized that the job that she had walked away from 10 years ago, that was the woman who replaced her. Now, she wasn't bitter. I don't think that she was jealous because she said that she was admiring this woman, but she could not help think, that could have been me. And I don't think those words, those words just penetrated my soul right there I went to cosmetology school before having children shortly after I got married and we got our own apartment I knew that this was my career I knew that this is what I wanted to do I went every single night after work even through my accident and after therapy I was still showing up to my cosmetology school I put in my hours And I just cannot help but see all like the YouTube people that I grew up on just living their lives And, and even people that I know as friends from high school that went over to cosmetology school and what they do now and I'm just like that could have been me. I could be doing amazing things. I remember in beauty school I had won the first place award. For the best wedding updo, and I just loved updos. I still do. I loved everything about shindans, and it's just—it's my comfort zone. It, it lights me up, and every once in a while, I get onto Facebook and I just start like scrolling through all these beautiful. I don't care if you're mixing hair color—that to me is excitement. Okay, so when I look at all these great, amazing people and what they've accomplished or what they're doing now. I'm just like wow what would have my work been like and now it's never too late obviously for me to jump back in I don't think so at least I do think that trends change so I might have to do a little bit of study on the on that and um, get my hands wet on that stuff but the basics are still the same and yes we have a thousand YouTube channels to teach us how to cut our hair nothing can replace an actual hair stylist, I will tell you that much Not even for myself doing my own hair at home. But anyways, back to the story. She says that she was emotional and she probably didn't get hired for the job. Although she probably didn't get hired for the job, she probably couldn't have made it to work in in the commute um, in New York. And so she had all those thoughts of um, probably, like in my opinion, I think she was trying to reason with herself. Well, I could have been here, but look what it would have looked like. And I think that that happens to me a lot. I think back and, and I'm just like, well, if I would work, be working at a salon, I'm pretty sure that it would be an all day thing. And, you know, all, all these thoughts come to my head. But I like what she says here. She came back home and her three little boys were grumpy because she had been away for so long. She laid them in bed and she had considered that life the life of a lawyer in a court and doing all that work. But she also thought about the years that she has had with her children and how being with them every day had given her something that she needed, a connection to life that she always ignored. And for being a mom, she had become a writer, a job that she now loved. And she felt relief, not regret. I think oftentimes as moms, we feel regret all the time, whether we want to admit it or not. So we have to find ways to find that relief. And although she takes a look at her choices a little bit more carefully now, and the feelings that erupted in that court have stayed with her, at every fork in the road, she reminds herself to look down each path, to look long and hard, And I love what she says here. She says, regret did not find me this time, but it came awfully close. Like I said, I think that us as moms regret a lot of decisions that we have to make. If you become a stay home mom, you put down a career, you put down brushing your hair, you put down brushing your teeth, you put down everything, you put down everything watching your weight, working out, eating healthy, peace and alone time. You just wanna sit in the sun, hear nothing but the birds. I know you can't have both things in one day, but that's okay, okay. But that's what it looks like for moms sometimes. We regret a lot of the, a lot of the decisions that we, we have made. I think I regret sometimes probably not following my career. I think I regret a lot of things, but when I think back at it, even today, when I'm homeschooling my son and it gets difficult, I'm just like, am I doing it right? Is there something that I have to learn? Is there something that I'm not doing right? What am I doing wrong? Should I not be a teacher? Should I not be homeschooling him? There's a lot of decisions that come into play. But then, when I'm done with the lesson, And I look at my son and he has a smile on his face and I'm smiling because he got it done I got to see his hard work I got to see how he solved the math problem and I don't think I would ever be able to see that if he was not homeschooled and I don't know if I'm ready to give that up or not but the only thing that I do pray for now after reading this beautiful story is for the Lord to help me turn those regrets into relief and she ends it with a picture of a balance on one side she has a suitcase and on the other side she has what it looks like a cradle mom life is always on that balance there's one hand there's the other hand but there's also another hand that we don't get to see every day but it's there if you believe it and that hand is obviously the Lord and sometimes we have to give that balance what we're carrying those burdens to him let him work it out for us let him be that balance for us let him help us understand what belongs in one hand and what belongs in the other but what also belongs in his